He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul, and leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much uh, for the study time today. I thank you, Lord, for uh, the visits. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness in our lives. We ask, Lord, for the next few minutes of time, would you fill me with your spirit? God, speak to us tonight through your word. Encourage us and help us. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you for all that you do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for standing. Thank you for being here. I pray you can make it out next week over to the Jubilee. That'll be a blessing to see you there if the Lord so leads you to come. It's always good to get to go preach, but it's always good to look out and see some folks from the hill that is there. I preached uh, last week during Bible school on Tuesday and Thursday, and there were several folks uh, from the church that come by, and it was an encouragement to see you, especially Thursday night because things got a little bit tricky during the message. But God is good. Amen. God is good. Amen. God is good. Amen. 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 As I preached and studied on not David the King Sunday, as I studied and preached not on David the warrior, but Sunday as I preached outside on David the shepherd, it has completely changed the way that I look at David now. I've never studied David the shepherd. I never studied that when he was anointed to be king, but yet the time had not come, and the Spirit of God had settled on his life. I never really thought about it that he didn't just go into the palace. He went back out in the fields and continued to be a shepherd. And I thought to myself, Lord, thank you for helping me to see that because I never had really even thought about that at all. David, the shepherd. And if you're here Sunday, we know that the reason that David was a shepherd, it was not because it was his flock. He was taking care of his father's flock. And David, the shepherd, and this is the whole thought of David being the shepherd, David was just doing exactly what his father asked him to do. And wouldn't it be a blessing if you and I would just simply do, and that's what I'm learning even in this text, wouldn't it be a blessing if you, just you and I would simply just do what our father is asking us to do? Amen? Amen. And then as I was studying about David the shepherd, and I'm not going to preach all of Sunday's message, as I was studying about David the shepherd, if you remember, the king at that time, his name was Saul. 
And Saul, God had pulled his presence back from Saul because of Saul's disobedience and Saul's arrogance and Saul being full of himself. And if you remember, Dana Williams preached a message when Saul saw himself as little, God made him big. But when Saul made himself big, God made him little. And I'll never forget him preaching that message. And that's exactly what is happening in, in King Saul's life. And then they say, where is David? Where is this, this son of Jesse? And they, one of Saul's servants said, he's taking care of the sheep. He's in the fields taking care of the sheep. And they went and got him. And he came and he played the harp. He played the harp for the king. And then his soul, his spirit was revived. And I read where the king made him his armor bearer. But he didn't stay with the king. David, the shepherd, went back out in the fields to take care of the sheep. And how easy it would have been and how easy it could have been for him to have said, Now, Dad, Dad, I'm helping the king out now. I'm not going to be able to go out into the fields any longer. I'm going I'm to be playing this harp. And, and in my mind, I'm thinking... If you had a choice tonight, if any one of us had a choice tonight, and here was your choice, you're going to spend the next 30 nights in a field with a bunch of animals, sleeping on the ground or sleeping on a cot or sleeping in a tower, and you're going to be burning up during the day, you're going to be cold at night, you're going to be nursing uh, animals back to health, they're going to be sick, you're going to have to leave and look for those who are wandering, and that is what you're going to be doing for, for the next month or for the next several months. Would you rather be doing that, or would you like to just be sitting in a palace in some clean clothes, eating some good food, waiting on the king to come in and say, would you play that harp just one more time for me? Would you just play that harp? That was his job. That was what he was going to be doing, strumming on a harp, strumming on a harp, and just easing the soul of the king. But you know what he did? He went back into the fields. He went back out, and he went to take care of not his flock, but he went back out to take care of his father's flock. And I'm thinking to myself, no wonder. See, I never could really tie it together. But no wonder when the seer, when the prophet by the name of Samuel came to Jesse's house, no wonder the verse says, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. And when I begin to study about David the king, I never really saw his heart. When I study about David the warrior, I've never really saw his heart. But when I studied about David the shepherd, you know what I saw? I saw his heart. He had a shepherd's heart. He was wanting to make sure that everyone in that flock was taken care of. Man, that is a shepherd's heart. Amen. We'd be willing to pray tonight, Lord, give me that shepherd's heart. Give me that shepherd's heart. Wow. And then, as I prayed and asked the Lord for the message for this evening, the Lord dealt with me and said, now you understand Psalm 23. And I still don't know that I understand it all, but I get a little better glimpse at it. It starts out and it says, under Psalm 23, it says, the Psalm of David. I studied those. What does that mean, the Psalm of David? Uh, it's, when you study the word Psalm, it's, 
it's instrumental music. See, that's why when I went to the Holy Land and those men would be over there on their knees with the book of Psalm open and they would be singing it. And they would be, that's how it sounded. And they was rocking back and forth. And I went over and I asked, I said, what are they doing? They said, they are singing psalms. They are singing psalms. And what we need to realize is the word psalm is instrumental music. It's a poem that is set with notes. It means, the word psalm means to make music. And it, and it means to give praises. It means to sing forth. And if you look up the word psalm in the 1828 Webster Dictionary, it, it, this is what it says. It says a collection of 150 in a book in the Old Testament called the book of Psalms. I began to study when did David write this psalm? Did he, did he write this during great victory? Did he, did he write the 23rd psalm? Because some of the psalms will tell you what the writer was dealing with when they wrote the psalm. But Psalm 23 does not give us any idea on that. So was it a time of great victory? Was it a time of conflict? Was it, was it a time when he was prospering? Was it a time when he was down? Was it early in his life or was it later in his life? And the only thing thing that come to me is, is when he wrote Psalm 23, it had to be, it had to be after the days that he was being a shepherd. I mean, how could you write this Psalm if you had not yet been a shepherd? The subject of this Psalm is, is the Lord's watchful care. When, when I studied Psalm 23 and after I studied about David the shepherd, no doubt about it, the, the subject of these six verses is, is the Lord's watchful care. And not only that, but if you study these six verses, you have to see it. If you just read them over and over and over and over again, you have to see that the Lord will supply our needs. Do you believe that tonight? The Lord will supply our needs? He will. It, it, and when I studied this, I thought, Lord, help me to understand Psalm 23. The Lord, the Lord, the Psalm of David, the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. See, David says, the Lord is my shepherd. It, read, it left me, it took me to a ref, reference, and I want you to turn with me because this is good reading. I want you to turn to the book of John in the New Testament, John in the New Testament, I'd ask you to turn to chapter number 10. And let's read these first 14 verses together when we think of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. Now you've got to understand, David knows what it means to be a shepherd. And now David is writing that the Lord is my shepherd. And then John 10, 1, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, it entered in not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth in the sheep. Now, remember, remember Sunday's message, and I hadn't even read this to prepare for Sunday's message. You remember Sunday's message. The big deal about Sunday's message was... 
David was just doing what his father asked him to do. Are you with me on that? Now look what it says in John 10 right here. It says, To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. He calleth his own sheep by name, and he leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again. I love it when Jesus tells a story and teaches a parable, but I also love it there's some parables in the Bible that then he explains the parable, and you're like, oh, okay. Then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I, Jesus speaking, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd who's owned the sheep or not sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and fleeth and the wolf catch them and, and, and scattereth the sheep. The hiring fleeth because he is a hireling and cares not for the sheep. But Jesus says again, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Amen. And you know what David said? David the shepherd says this. David says this, and we just read what Jesus said, that he is the shepherd, he is the good shepherd, he is the chief shepherd, he is the way, he is the truth. He's not a hireling. He is the one that will warn you when the wolves are coming. He is the one that will call the sheep by our names, and he will lead us. And really all that the shepherd wants us to do, listen now, is to hear his voice and follow him. That's what the shepherd's desire is, is to hear his voice and for the sheep to follow him. And this is what Jesus says right here in these verses. And then David says, you know who my shepherd is? He said, the Lord is my shepherd. That helps me tonight. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. No doubt the care of David, the shepherd, is on his mind because David knows the care that it takes to take care of the flock. That is why David can now say, I know what it means to be a shepherd, and what you need to realize is, is the Lord is that shepherd now to me. The Lord is the one that is taking care of me. The Lord is the one that is directing me. The Lord is the voice that I am listening for. I'm not listening for no other voice. I'm not trying to be distracted by all the voices of the world. There is only one voice that I'm interested in because there's only one person who is my shepherd. And David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I'm interested in the voice of God tonight. Lord, you lead me and you show me what I need to do. And where do I need to go? He's listening. He is saying, the Lord, when you, before when I would read, the Lord is my shepherd, I never really felt it the way I'm feeling it tonight. The Lord is his shepherd. Amen. Yeah. 
You with me? Why are y'all looking at me like that, some of you? The Lord is the shepherd, amen. I'm going to quit looking at y'all and just keep preaching. Isaiah 40, 11, 40, 10 says, Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand. And then in verse number 11, he says, The Lord, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall greatly lead those who are with young. He says in Isaiah, he says, the Lord is the shepherd. The Lord is the one that'll come along beside you. The Lord is the one because he's your shepherd. He's the one that'll pick you up in his arms. He's the one that'll guide you. He's the one that'll lead you. You know why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord's my shepherd. Then he says this. Not only did he say, I'm going back to Psalm 23. Not only did David say, the Psalm of David, the song of David with music and with with singing and with proclaiming it and and his worship, he is saying, the Lord is my shepherd. And then he's personal. He says, he's my shepherd. And then he says, I shall not want. David said, I don't have to want because the Lord is my shepherd. The reason that David the shepherd can say that when the Lord is your shepherd, (laughs) that you don't have to want because the Lord is your shepherd, reminds me that when David was the shepherd, the flock that he looked over that was his father's, that flock did not have to want. They didn't have to want anything. He, a shepherd, went before them. The shepherd took care of them. The shepherd protected them. The shepherd went after them. The shepherd nursed them back to health. Are you with me? The shepherd was there when they would fall in the crevices and he would take his staff and reach around their necks and pull them back up. The, the shepherd would, would, would carry the little lambs. To, the shepherd, can you just imagine, man? Can you just imagine when those, when those sheep would have little sheep and then they would, they would be out in the fields and the shepherd would come along and he would hold those little ones and he would make sure that they was being nourished and being taken care of. And, and he would always be looking to see where the other sheep was at. Man, it convicts me, Brother Don, when I study about the shepherd and what they did. Because I am not your shepherd. I am the under-shepherd. The Lord is the shepherd, amen? Amen. But what he has called me to do is come along under the shepherd's guidance and try to hear the voice of the shepherd so that the under-shepherd can say, this is the way the shepherd is leading us to go. Are you with me? And man, when I begin to think about all these things about this David, the shepherd, and what David is writing here, he says, I don't have to lack and I don't want to, I don't have to want. This is, this is one of the main ideas of this psalm. This is a fact. This is a fact. You ready for this? The fact is, the Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> That's the fact. David knows. David knows something that you and I 
I feel like we forget. We know it, but I feel like all the times we forget it. David knows that all provision for the flock will be taken care of. David knows that. Why? Because he was a shepherd. And David knows that every provision will be taken care of. And when I wrote down the word provision, I looked it up. This is what it means. Things provided, preparation, and measures that are taken beforehand. And when you study the word provision in the old dictionary, it gives some examples. The example is a ship is supplied with food for the next six months. The example in the old dictionary is, is a store is stocked with goods because they know that people will be coming into the store and they will need some things. And what David is saying here is, is the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What he is saying is, is he has done went before me and has prepared and got everything set up so that whenever I get there, everything that I'm going to need, not just standing here. Do you hear me? Not just standing here is everything going to be taken care of, but he's done went before us so that when we get down there, down there, things is waiting on us that he's got prepared for us when we get down there. That ought to make you shout, amen? And the good news is, is if time tarries, mama, if time tarries and the Lord lets you live another year, two years, or ten years, a year from now, your good shepherd already has the provisions provided for you. A year from now, wherever you're going to be, he's already got everything lined up and it's taken care of. You know why? Because the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. David just didn't go out in the field one day and say, "Uh uh-oh, we're running out of green grass. He already knew the next day where those sheep was going to be. He didn't get down to an old stagnant pond of filth and go, "Uh uh-oh, we got down here and the water's dirty. No way, Steve. He had done went down there when them sheep was resting. He had done went a a journey to find out where they was going to be the next day. He done got down there and found the stream where they was going to be drinking, the grass where they was going to be laying. You know why? Because the provisions was already made. You know how they was made? Because a shepherd will leave the sheep and they will not be wanting. Amen. Amen. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This fires me up tonight, man. I mean, he has the provisions. He has everything before us. Has the Lord been good to you yesterday? Yesterday. Was the Lord good to you yesterday? Has he been good to you today? Well, I got some good news for you. His mercy and his grace and his compassion is new every single morning. When you wake up in the morning, you don't have to wonder, has the shepherd got everything under control? Am I going to get to a place today where I'm really, 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 really going to get myself in a place where I'm, I'm just going to be here and the Lord ain't going to be able to help me? No, he's already in tomorrow. Amen. He says, I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. He's already there. It's amazing to me. Amen. Are you with me tonight? The provisions. Turn over to Psalm 34. It's not far over. Turn to Psalm 34. Let's do a little reading and we'll be finishing up real short. 
I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. <laughs> they looked unto me and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. Are you with me? The angel of the Lord encamped around about them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye saints, for there is no want. For there is no want to them that fear him. <laughs> the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Those that fear him, you, 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 won't, you won't be wanting for anything. Those that trust in him, those that magnify and glorify his holy name. If you with me, say amen. amen. The psalm, no doubt. This psalm, no doubt, is not just a shepherd's psalm. This psalm is a psalm of faith. It's a psalm of faith. I was talking to Jackson as he came to the house and is headed to North Hazelwood. I said, Jackson, I want to remind you of something. There's no limits with God. When you read Psalm 23, there's no limits in this psalm. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? There's no limits here. <laughs> it, it, there's no limits with God. There's, there's food. There's protection. There's guidance. There's goodness and there's mercy and there's eternity. Right here. And, and, and he don't say, you know, I'm only going to feed you for a day or two. I'm only going to protect you just for a small season. I'm, I'm only going to guide you just for a little while. Uh, my goodness and mercy, it's going to run out. No, there is no limits to Psalm 23 tonight. No limits at all. You need to read it again, and we will before we close. There's no limits. This psalm is for the tired. It's for the hungry. It's for the wandering. It's for the anxious. <laughs> because in this psalm, you can find green pastures. You can find still waters. You can have a recovery. And you know what? Not only in this psalm, this is a recovery psalm. <laughs> Not only can you get recovery in this psalm, but you know what else you can find in this psalm? Light to guide you in darkness. It's all right here in this Psalm 23. In closing... There's a great name in this psalm, and it's the Lord. It's Jehovah. There's a great faith in this psalm. You know what it is? He says, the Lord is my shepherd. There's a great care in this psalm. You know what it is? I shall not want. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I believe David had a shepherd's heart. But if you have a shepherd's heart, you'll have shepherd's eyes. You say, what does that mean? Shepherd's eyes, you'll always see those that are wondering. Did you hear that? 
I believe if you have a shepherd's heart, you'll have shepherd's eyes. Not only will you have shepherd's eyes, you'll have shepherd's faithfulness and you'll have shepherd's tenderness. The Lord is my shepherd. What did this flock, what did the flock of David's father face? What does the sheep that we all belong to the Lord face? We face the same things. We face hot, we face cold, we face sickness, (laughs) even death. But through it all, through it all, the shepherd is always there. Do you hear me? I wrote this and put it in parentheses. There's one thing that our shepherd wants, and I read it, and I'll remind us again. It's in John 10, 3. What he wants more than anything is for you and I to hear his voice and then to simply follow him. That's what he wants. You with me tonight? How long has it been since you've heard the voice of the Lord? And when you do hear the voice of the Lord, do you follow him? That's what the shepherd desires for the sheep. Keith, I recognize that voice. That's not mom. That's the Lord. Go over here. Where you want me to go, Lord? Over here. Well, I'm telling you, way before my feet hit the floor, Brother Don, way before my feet hit the floor, I heard the shepherd's voice. And you say, how do you know it was the shepherd's voice? Because it wasn't the devil's voice wanting me to go see a man in the hospital to make sure he was saved. I can tell you that. Amen? It had to be the shepherd's voice. I went walking into the living room. I found my beloved right back here, sitting at the kitchen table, writing cards and reading her Bible. I said, honey, I'm going to jump in the shower because I've got to go. She said, where are you headed? I said, i got to go to the hospital. She said, while you're in the shower, I'll iron your clothes. I am so thankful. I'm so thankful for the shepherd's voice. But you know how bad I would feel right now to be preaching on listening to the shepherd's voice and following him if I'd have heard his voice, Brother Larry, but didn't go. I don't think I'd have as much pep as I do right now. But boy, isn't God good? Isn't he good? Shh, listen. Be still and know that he is God. Listen real close. If you hear a whisper from the shepherd, just go where he's telling you to go. Do what he's telling you to do. It's going to be all right.